Hello, welcome to the Friday, November 18th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Xavier had an interesting example today about how you have to be careful when you are investigating an incident because the bad guys sometimes take specific countermeasures in order to prevent someone from, for example, finding a manipulated web page. In this particular case, the attacker left behind a large blacklist of IP addresses, user agents, and the like that were not shown. The phishing site that Xavier was looking at in this case. This can be particularly problematic if you come across a site like this, you do notify, for example, the ISP hosting it, but then the ISP cannot verify the existence of the phishing site because the ISP's investigative team is misled by these countermeasures. So if you're investigating a site like this, it's always good to have sort of an uninterpretable DSL or a cable modem connection that you can use in order to visit these sites from a safe and isolated system, of course. This will make it more difficult for the attacker to figure out who is actually investigating them. And of course, it will also protect your own network if you access sites like this from an isolated system. Drive by downloads is mostly something Windows users are concerned about, but well, uh, they're no longer really alone. Turns out, if you're running Google Chrome on Fedora, you're also subject to a fairly simple drive by download attack. In this particular case, Chrome will automatically download files to the user's desktop without any confirmation. Now, this in itself uh, wouldn't execute code, but Fedora has a track software that will automatically crawl all downloaded files to index them and in doing so it does apply a large number of decoders to the file types in order to extract indexable information. Some of these decoders do have known vulnerabilities that can be triggered by these downloaded files as Tracker is indexing them. We have seen this before. I remember way back in the day when Google had its controversial desktop search engine. It had similar issues where it, for example, launched PDF parsers in order to index PDFs and uh, files uh, could trigger exploits just essentially by sitting on your computer without the user ever opening them. This is pretty similar here. And then of course with Chrome automatically downloading the file without any confirmation, it makes it even more difficult for the user to stop the attack. And then we got a great new tool to talk about for everybody doing memory forensics and that's Wall Utility. In short, Wall Utility is a web front end for the famous volatility memory forensics tool. Now, volatility is a great tool when it comes to analyzing memory, but it's a little bit difficult to approach sometimes and a little bit uh, obscure. So with volutility, you now have a web front end that does everything like extract email, extract images, allows you to easily browse all of that, review IP addresses right from within the tool, review registry hives and a much more. All of this in a reasonable, nice sort of gooey-ish web interface. 
So if you're using volatility routinely, you definitely should take a look at this tool to see if it makes your work easier. And if you have multiple iOS devices, you may have noticed that your recent call history is synchronized across all of the different devices. They don't necessarily even have to be iPhones, even iPads and such via FaceTime will maintain a recent call history. This is actually a feature that's advertised by Apple and imagine that the reason it works is because all of your call logs are sent to iCloud. In the past, it was well known that this happens whenever you make an, a backup of your phone or your iOS device. But in order to maintain this synchronization between the different devices, this data is also sent separately to iCloud, not just as part of backups. Actually, that data is sent pretty much in real time as the calls happen. Some researchers have recently discovered that and noted this as a violation of Apple's privacy rules. Now, it's not explicitly spelled out in Apple's privacy rules that call logs are being maintained as part of iCloud. However, uh, this is sort of how this feature is explained. So it shouldn't really be a big surprise that data like this, also chat histories and such that's synchronized between devices is being sent to iCloud. The only way to avoid this from happening is by not using iCloud altogether, which of course will break all of these synchronization features. Well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.